Hi, and welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast. My name is Ginger, and today I'll be the host of this episode. This podcast is dedicated to discussing harsh topics that many of us don't really want to face regarding multiple subjects, and in particular with this episode, with how the nation functions and what many of us were raised to believe or more importantly, not raised to believe. Today we're gonna hone in on the subject of colonialism. The definition of colonialism, just by a quick Google search will tell you, is the policy or practice of acquiring full or partial political control of another country, occupying it with settlers and exploiting it economically. America is just one example of what colonialism created. However, the long lasting effects of colonialism are not the prettiest. Colonialism has generated a long-lasting result of white supremacy, which even goes so far as to penetrate our education system, not surprisingly. Because of it, most Americans are unaware of the horrors that have occurred in this nation because of colonialism and white supremacy creating an inadequate education meant to cover all of the lies repeatedly to continue bad behavior. According to an article in the Atlantic newspaper, there was a study that exposes a number of unsettling facts about slavery education in the U.S. classrooms. Slavery is taught without context, prioritizing feel-good stories over harsh realities. Slavery is taught as an exclusively white Southern institution, masking the complicity of Northern institutions and citizens in America's slave-based economy. Slavery is rarely connected to white supremacy. If you haven't figured it out, that's a pretty big issue. We want to pretend like these things didn't happen and that they happened so long ago to make sure we don't actually have to talk about what they did and how we continue allowing these things to occur just to fit the happy little narrative. I'm going to list a series of events or pieces of information you may or may not know and mentally keep in track how many you know, pieces of these information you knew, the depths of how you knew it, or if you didn't know it at all, and this is the first time even remotely hearing about about these things. How many people remember in a world history course or a European history course hearing about imperialism and specifically what King Leopold in Belgium did? They invaded Africa, specifically the Congo, and took control and made slaves of the people in their own land and forced them to harvest rubber, which harmed their population severely by destroying the ecosystem and harming the people themselves, um, going so far as to basically drop their birth rates because of malnourished bodies and loss of limbs because of the dangerous work that they were doing, to just simple deaths that could match that of the Holocaust that would occur years later. This is already horrific enough, but how many people know that once Belgium was exposed for these things from somebody on their own side and on the inside, that America ended up pushing for someone who they wanted to lead the Congo and basically putting in a figurehead to continue the ideals that America wanted through the American CIA placing a man, and I apologize for butchering the name as there is a chance I will be doing that, by a man named Joseph Mobutu. He upheld a lot of these beliefs that Belgium and America had wanted to be continued to have carried out there. And that's why there are so many issues that continue to penetrate this nation. Did you know that America also did this to Mexico a very good handful of times because we wanted, you know, somebody that would be under our thumb there? How many people know of the biological warfare that we put into effect against Native Americans by giving them measles 
um, and other disease-infested blankets in hopes that they would think that we're giving it to them as a gift or a peace offering in, you know, in hopes to make an alliance, which really was just a death sentence by handing them blankets covered in diseases that they were not immune to, killing them off in hordes. And this doesn't even go into discussion about the wars that we have actually inflicted upon them and continued to harm the native populations that way. How many people really know of the history of the LGBTQ in this country and anything other than maybe the name Stonewall without any real understanding of what Stonewall was? You might have heard Stonewall in loose context in just the name and not really know what happened, which was a police invade, which was police of New York invading a gay bar. And this was not an unfrequent thing to occur um, because it was on the basis of being queer, queer and, you know, congregating. So a lot of people of color um, that were queer finally had enough and retaliated for three days against police at Stonewall. Most people don't know what that was. Most people couldn't name a single person who was there. For um, for example, how many people know who Miss Major was? She was one of the people there. She was a trans woman fighting for her life and everybody else's life. The only thing that I clearly remember learning about queer people in history was of AIDS, which is a very dangerous narrative to be pushing. We also have the tendency, because of these things we're not told, to glorify America in modern media. Look at the use of figures like Captain America and Iron Man. First, don't get me wrong, I do love my Marvel movies and comics, and I love the franchise, but it does push a bit of a narrative of a white hero invading everywhere else because everywhere else has a problem, and inserting themselves in America's presence there to fix it. It's very much an American narrative that we seem to have going on. Having all of these things um, come together and being the main ideology of America and continuously teaching it isn't okay. And it's something that we have to go out of our way to change. And the solution really is quite simple. We need to teach real history the way it happened and teach that it wasn't okay to begin with. I'll get into this in just a moment, but we're gonna we're gonna go to a quick commercial. I'll be right back with you. A CEO. A Harvard graduate. A chief of staff to the mayor. An entrepreneur. An executive director. A writer. An editor-in-chief. An author. A Marine. A national teacher of the year. An Olympic silver medalist. A state senator. A founding principal. A doctor. What do all these people have in common? Every one of these people was involved in Teach for America. Whether teachings or expertise or not, you still have the ability to make a difference. If you want to find out more about the path to success, visit www.teachforamerica.org. Side effects may include feeling great from helping others in need and becoming happier with your life. Teach for America today! Hi, and welcome back from that quick commercial. We're going to jump right back into what we are discussing in regards to solutions. Now, like I said before, the solution is to actually teach what had happened before and the bad things that, had hap- that are happening now and express that they're not okay. This is, you know can be done in two main ways. First, we need to no longer hide the past from students. Hiding the issue under superficial content permits a continuation of these issues of racism and white supremacy, and they're not, because they're not being challenged to begin with. We're, you know, 
glossing over, like I kind of mentioned at the beginning with how the Atlantic talked about it. A good example of a country facing the harsh, harsh truths and talking about them in class is Germany. Germany is not allowed to hide any information from those they educate regarding World War II and Nazi Germany and what Nazi Germany did with the Holocaust. They refuse to allow the behavior to repeat, so they assure everyone knows that these horrific actions were a reality that we shouldn't ever have to face again. There isn't an ounce of wiggle room in deviating from the truth, and every student is exposed to unbiased reality of the past. According to the New York Times, every student in Germany must tackle this theme. No one can say they didn't know. Here in America, this is not happening on a wide scale at all. And there are plenty of people who don't know the truth regarding this country and oftentimes really even regarding Germany too. I mean, there's plenty of people here who somehow don't know that the Holocaust was real, which is really, really stupid and really goes to show how bad our system is. So again, here in America, it's not happening. And only small groups are really hoping to make this change, and we need to increase that. One example of the groups doing this work in America is called the Zen Education Project, who advocates teaching the truth here in America for the sake of students and educators. Um, both both parties need, need that. On their site, they specifically state that the textbooks most of us have read as students or have been assigned to teach throughout our careers do not acknowledge their biases, yet nearly all concentrate on those at the top presidents and the diplomats, the generals and industrialists. It's a winner's history and implicitly tells, tells students, pay attention to the victors and disregard the rest. In short, it's pretty whitewashed. It's not reality to most people, and it doesn't show the true colors of people during the time frame from, you know, the people causing issues up at the top and the people suffering from them at the bottom. The Zen Education Project puts it um, pushes for what they call a people's history that reflect the American experience as a whole and would support teaching a more accurate history, uh, history lessons and courses, um, more, more than likely based on age and grade. Uh, one option to actively do this and to actually teach the truth of our history is to use the 1619 Project. This curriculum would directly highlight the reality of slavery and a lot of other events that occurred in this nation and how it's altered our worldview as today and our own view of our own nation. Permitting this would be allowing discussion um, of the harm done to multiple multiple minority groups as well. It would discuss um, what we've done to black people in this country, Asian people, natives, queers, every group that isn't straight white Christian people, which is an important thing to talk about. For those who think this will indoctrinate kids, you're wrong. 1619 expresses the accomplishments of this nation as well as its atrocities, giving a really solid balance on what the reality of everything is here and what it was. The current system is what true indoctrination is because patriotism-based education isn't really education. Again, that would be the winner's narrative. That's the indoctrination. The second thing that must be done is actively teaching anti-racism. You can teach students cold, hard facts all day long regarding this kind of thing, but until you can actively express it is morally wrong, the job isn't done, and there is plenty of room for students to brush it off. That's why anti-racism has to be taught in schools, especially for younger student populations, so it's not as easy to brush off. According to the Hetchinger Report, developmental psychologists have called attention to the notion that children between the ages of two and four can start showing racial biases. And by the time students are in kindergarten, research shows that they show some of the same attitudes about race as the adults in their lives.
if kids are able to express these attitudes to different races this early, then schools need to actively push against this, especially since there are students with families who are actively or subconsciously teaching racism. Children need to be allowed to ask questions that they may not be able to ask elsewhere and do activities that will spark conversation anti-racism belief. That way, the chances of these kids growing up to have such severe racial biases are lower and that they'll understand the issues that exist today from the past and present. One teacher in the article spoke um, regarding her approach to this, which involved active participation. Um, some of the examples what she did included getting her students to write to senators and get them to actively participate in our current understanding of race and what we can do to change things in the world. Other students show their kids books that talk about hard topics in age-appropriate ways, like using animals bullying each other to try to get kids to understand the idea of race, you know? And others have done small walkouts in honor of different movements depending on what, ha what is occurring during our time frame. I understand that what we teach kids has to be age appropriate as well. I don't think a third grader needs to know how specifically Americans chose to harm indigenous populations. That would probably traumatize them. Same thing in which we probably shouldn't be telling, you know, young children the gritty, gritty details of slavery regarding physical abuse to all the other things that I, I can't even begin to list because they're so long. There is a way to implement this education per age or grade, so students can learn over a series of time what colonialism created, which again is white supremacy and harmed minorities. Getting kids to learn the information in an age-appropriate way and combining them with interactive projects and conversations is the most effective way to help kids understand the past and reality around them. It's 100% necessary to do this, otherwise the inner turmoil in this nation will tear itself apart that's strictly caused by our own ignorance. You can break it down in regards to age in terms of severity. Everyone in elementary school, yeah, they, they're, they're going to get a, just a very basic rundown. But they need to understand the basics of, this isn't okay. That can be done with the projects, like I mentioned before. It can be done by literally just saying, we weren't very nice to X, Y, and Z. They'll get that at that age, and they, they understand that at, age, at that age. Once people start enter, entering middle school and high school, and this is also what the Zen Education Project talked about, that's when they can start learning details. As they progress all the way into high school, then they're going to know a lot more. And that's that way, if they choose to go on to college, they do have a more detailed understanding of things. We can no longer allow white supremacy to control this nation. We can no longer permit the legacy of colonialism to stand. We may not want to challenge our own beliefs, but for all of our sakes, we have to. We have to so this country can grow and thrive, and so all people are no longer being crushed under the thumb of white supremacy. This has been Digging Deeper with Ginger today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you all had a great time. Catch you next time.